Hi, and welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast on TV, film, and media from an outside perspective. I'm your co-host, Larry, and with me today is my brother, Jonathan, and this month we're doing a Halloween special, and today's episode is on the topic will be called Smile, so essentially anything involved with cameras yes. taking pictures of when we think of this topic, two particular types of stories come to mind, which are Shudder, which is a Thai film released in 2004, and Fatal Frame, which was a Japanese video game released in 2001. Yeah. Shudder. <laughs> so, Shudder. I was, I've seen Shudder as a kid, or like younger, you know what I mean? Like, same with you, Jonathan, right? Mm-hmm. When we were younger, we watched Shudder. Actually, it might have been later. I actually later? watched the like American remake before I watched oh, the original the Thai. Thai. I think I've only seen the Thai one. I don't think I've seen the American one. Okay. Uh, see, I don't remember the American one very well. Yeah, I don't either because it wasn't that memorable, I guess. But yeah. I, I heard the Thai one was a lot scarier. And so that's why yeah. I was always afraid to watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I made I made Jonathan watch it. <laughs> he was like, of all the films that we have upcoming, like, what should I watch? I was like, Shudder. You got to watch Shudder. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, 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 seen, I've seen it before, like the, the Thai yeah. one. But just rewatching it, you know, it's just – yeah. It just put chills into my bones. <laughs> yeah. Because um, the thing is, like, I didn't remember very much of Shudder. When I rewatched it again, I was like, oh, man, I don't know what to expect. And then, But I remember there was one particular jump scare when he's, like, in his developing, in the development room. And then the, the photo twist, <laughs> the ghost twist. I remember that jump scare, but it still got me. I was like, damn it. <laughs> okay, that got me, too. Like, yeah. the thing is, like, the funny thing is, like, I was watching it. And you know it's coming. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know mm-hmm. it's coming because yeah. you see it. It's, like, zooming in super slowly. The music's getting all tense. But mm-hmm. even <laughs> when it happened, I, like, squealed. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like ah! you know? <laughs> like, like I, it still got me, uh, okay. which is really funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's kind of give a premise, a uh, summary of, of the story, Shudder. Yeah. So Shudder is about this guy named Tun, and his girlfriend named Jane. They're at, like, a wedding reception, like an after-party kind of thing. And um, as and so they're just drinking, hanging out, and so he can't drive. And so Jane drives. On their way home, they almost hit someone. And so they kind of turn off to the side and ram into a telephone pole. But then, and then the thing is, they felt like they hit her, and they see her lying there on the floor. And then Tun goes says, no, just book it. Go for it. Just get out of here. And Jane was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, we got to check. She's like, hey. He's like, no, just go. Just go. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so you're thinking to yourself, like, man, that's, that's crazy. Like, why would you? how could you do that? So the next day, Jane graduated from university. And Tun starts taking pictures of her. But then he starts seeing, like, these streaks of light across all his photos. So he goes to the, the photo guy who develops it. He's like, like, bro, what's happened? Like, I, th- I think your processing studio or your processing thing is messed up. And then <laughs> the guy goes like, uh, no, it's your photos, bro. Like, like look, look at your negatives. He looks at the negatives and they're all like messed up. And you start seeing like these streaks of light everywhere. And you start seeing like these little figures in the background of these photos. And then Tun is like, okay, this is weird. And so he tries to develop more films, but he starts kind of seeing more of these 
figures in his photos and so he feels like they might be like spirits or something so they discover a magazine that releases these photos and they go and do that they go visit that guy and he's like yeah what you're experiencing is probably like a ghost that's probably following one of you guys or something and then they start releasing more photos of like <laughs> examples of spirit photographs i'm like oh my god that's so creepy <laughs> and it's freakier because they're act they're they're real they're real photographs of, um, right. of, of of like supposedly spirits in these photographs i'm like oh that's creepy and so tun tries to like brush it off but jane starts to really explore more of like what's going on because now all of tun's friends are starting to die they commit suicide jane is afraid that maybe tun might do the same thing too so they start trying to figure out okay who is this girl in, in these figures and what's going on and they try to basically solve that mystery that's pretty much shutter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um man this film is really good this film is really good for like a 15 year old film you know oh so good and like yeah like saw was made the same year that this movie was made and Mm -hmm. like saw had a one million dollar budget and i've been trying to find out what the budget was for the thai film but it's not clear like like there's no information released about it but this film is just so much better on all levels you know and maybe maybe that's just my biased opinion but i think that like the acting is well done when i was watching this i was like oh man i forgot how like how good looking the uh, the main character is, <laughs> you know? He's like yeah. he's like a Thai Orlando Bloom. Like yeah, that's yeah, what he, he is. that's yeah. what he looks like. Yeah, I remember. I was like, oh yeah, he actually looks pretty good. Yeah, I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, he looks like Orlando Bloom. And then, funnily <laughs> enough, I feel like um, his wife Jane looks like our friend Christina. And so I was like, oh, oh she yeah, looks she like does. Christina. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Like, I was, like, scrolling through pictures, and I was like, that looks like Christina taking a picture. Like, it's really I, I thought weird. they were just boyfriend-girlfriend. Oh, I thought they were I thought they were married. No, I thought I, I thought they were boyfriend-girlfriend, but... Mm. Well, I don't know. I just... Okay. I wasn't paying too much attention, I'll be honest, okay. uh, when I was mm-hmm. watching it. But, yeah, but they're together. But yeah, overall, like, the acting was good, and uh, the story was okay, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But... I just thought it was really well done. It took, again, like on our episode on The Grudge, it just took this concept of like haunted houses in The Grudge and then in, in this one, like spirit photography or spirit photographs and made it into a movie, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought thought it was good and, and mm-hmm. super scary. Still, like I watched it. I watched it today and like it was still super scary, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. 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 Definitely definitely a good film and um yeah, do you have any more you want to say about any scenes that maybe continue to stick out or like anything special about the characters or the story itself? I liked the twist cuz I kind of forgot yeah how how it ended. Uh-huh. I I just love the twist. I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot this happened." And then when it yeah. actually happens and you, you see oh. like like the photo, I was like, "Oh my yeah, god." Tragic. I was like, "Oh man, it's yeah. it's so sad, but it's so good." Yeah, it's super um, sad and also very triggering for some people. Mm-hmm. Just spoiler alert, very triggering for like violence against women and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. definitely if you have experience with that or experience with sexual assault and stuff like that do not watch this film or at least be very careful when watching this film mm-hmm. content warning yeah yeah and so just like the unraveling of that mystery mm-hmm. and it finally builds up to where it needs to get to because you because they get to a point where they appease it and they actually hold a funeral for the girl 
and then they think it's all over. Nope. But it's not. It ain't <laughs> over. That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. And that twist is what got me. I was like, oh, yeah, it's not over. Because, like, throughout the whole film, I was thinking to myself, like, wait, I thought there was more. Yeah. I could have sworn there was more. Because, like, I remember yeah. there there being a little more than what I remember. But maybe I'm just remembering too much, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remembering, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's what makes the epilogue, like, so good, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. essentially, the story is over. Like, like yeah. there's there's no more. It, it feels like, you know, they, they've appeased the spirit of the... Of, of the of the girl who's haunting them but you know there's an epilogue and that mm-hmm. epilogue just like reveals little it ties literally everything together and it just makes mm-hmm. sense yep everything just starts to make sense yeah. yeah so i'm a little jealous how good the epilogue is <laughs> yeah that's a, such a good epilogue um mm-hmm. and very needed like the film could have literally ended um yeah but it did not and so i, I really love that part of this film yeah um and yeah, like I, I wouldn't mind watching it again though. Maybe, maybe with other people around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't watch it by yourself. Yeah, I, I didn't mind watching it by myself, but man, it was just um, it, it's more like I want other people to kind of experience it too, you know. But yeah, I really liked this film a lot, and it's been remade multiple times, like three times, I think. Oh, has it? There's an American, there's an American remake, there's a Hindi remake, and then oh, yeah. there's another another Bollywood esque remake. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that. It's just like that's how that's how much people like this kind of story. You know what I mean? And you can kind of just see maybe it. I don't know why there's an American remake of it. Maybe maybe if I watch it, I'll, I'll understand why. But like, I guess it's more like cultural culturally. Um, like it's not alone. You know, right? Like these these are stories that can be told in other regions of the world, and other people will still like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I felt like at that time that the American remake was made, like foreign film and international film was still being accepted by the general public, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and, and even now, like, unless a film, like, is super-duper prestigious or, you know, super-duper hyped up by yeah. Hollywood or by, like, public figures and stuff, mm-hmm. like, people probably, like, the general public just won't go see it. And so, but then if you remake it, into like an American remake, then it's more likely that it's going to be watched. And so maybe, yeah. maybe for the creator, director, writer people, it's easier to just sell their material to somebody than try to do an American remake themselves, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our next, not film story, but like our next story we'll be talking about is fatal frame. So fatal frame was a series we basically grew up with right jonathan yeah it's a video game yeah. for those of you who don't mm-hmm. know my first game was actually fatal frame 2 and then i got fatal frame 3 for my birthday i think but i and i beat that one and i never got i never got it on beat fatal frame 2 because i was too scared <laughs> and i got lost and then fatal frame 1 though i was like you know what let's go back to its roots i've never tried this game let's try it and yeah i really really enjoy fatal frame 1 uh, a lot of people don't like it because it's so it's kind of basic but I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, it kind of set its roots in deep and then kind of let the rest of the franchise carry it. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, for those who don't know, there's five total games in this franchise. One, two, three, four, five as numbered. Fatal Frame follows the story, follows a girl. Her name is Miku. And she goes and investigates this haunted manor where her brother... Her brother went in to, uh, with like a bunch of other researchers and reporters to basically in- do like a report or documentary on that place. But then these this team gets involved with like the rituals and the ghosts and the spirits that are kind of haunting that place. Hmm. And um, they get trapped in that manner. And so Miku follows her brother to basically undo and solve the mystery of the manor. Do you know much about Fatal Frame, Jonathan? When you got Fatal Frame 3... 
as a present, which is kind of funny, right? It's yeah, like, I know. You got it as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also played Fatal Frame 3, and, you know, it just really freaked me out. So I just kind of stopped playing. The premise for Fatal Frame 3 is this woman who's being haunted by this traumatic accident that she had. And as she's dreaming, she, for some reason, is dreaming of this manor, the haunted manor in the whole series. And as she begins to have these nightmares and continues to explore the house in her nightmares, she starts to realize that like reality and and the dream world start to kind of mesh into one. And so what happens is as like you're running out through her house, like going from her bedroom to her like developing, like like photography development room, like mm-hmm. there's like all of a sudden there's a pair of feet like in the closet that you can see, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't interact with it, but it's there, you know, yeah. or like you'll wake up. And when you wake up, you go, you go to the living room and like the backyard door is open and, you know, there's like, like the wind is blowing the, the curtains and stuff like that. So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, like really, really creepy things like starting to happen. And so that was just a little too creepy for me. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. a film is one thing, but video games, uh, horror video games as, as a, um, as, as a medium is, is just, oh man, it just puts you into it you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you are the character, you know, even though you're playing somebody like you literally step in and you're, you're responsible for their actions and you're, mm-hmm. you're the one who's like controlling them, you know? And so there's like another sort of sense of like stepping into this sort of medium, you know, mm-hmm. that is, um, that, that is video games. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interactive in a sense, Yep. not as passive as watching a film. Um, mm-hmm. but then of course my, because of my interest in horror, I've always the Fatal Frame, this the, the video game series has always piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. And I've always just, you know, wanted to gain the courage to play them. Um <laughs> but then also the puzzles are very, very convoluted and complicated. And so if you're not mm-hmm. really good at solving puzzles, it can get kind of confusing and you mm-hmm. can get lost. And I think that's also intentional, you know, because of what the manor does to to the people who explore it. So yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of my experience with Fatal Frame. Yeah, so I've played four. I've played one through four, but I've never, I've never played the fifth one yet. I want to. I really want to play the fifth one. And like ever since finishing Fatal Frame 3, I, I wanted to try out, you know, maybe I can finish the rest of them. And uh, Fatal Frame 1, I think, does such a good job with kind of introducing to you this kind of experience of like you know unraveling and and solving the mystery and encountering like the tragedy of like what occurred so uh fatal frame one is they advertise it as based on a true story but it's really not based on a true story yeah it's like a quote Uh, mockumentary yeah Yeah. it's it's more like a uh i think it's loosely based on actual rituals that people have done yeah like a like Um, a legend or myth Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an urban legend, local mm-hmm. legends, or like folk tales, yeah, folk tales, that sort of mm-hmm. things. And uh, basically, in the game, you go and try to find your brother. But as you try to find your brother, you start encountering these ghosts who need help. Because so basically, what the village is trying to do is every so often, maybe like once a moon, or maybe once a year, or once every certain amount of time, they have to do this ritual that seals this gate. If they don't seal this gate, it's going to release like 
tons of restless spirits. And so in order to do this, they have to sacrifice a particular maiden. They hold her up, they make her go through all these different ceremonies and rituals, and then in this particular instance, though, this maiden falls in love with, like, a visitor or something. And then when the officials find out about it, they or when the headmaster people find out about it, they take the guy away. But then the maiden becomes very restless and very distressed. And so she doesn't finish the ritual, which causes the gate to flood open. And so the story is basically you trying to appease to her spirit. And the thing is, the reason why her brother was still stuck there is because her brother looks like the maiden's um, first love, so to speak. So that's why he's kind of there, and that's why she doesn't let go of him. And so basically at the end, the brother decides to stay, so that way she can kind of be at peace, and then they seal the gate, basically. But even as you're exploring the manor, you start to see the rituals and the ceremonies that she kind of has to go through, and they're pretty brutal. Um, Mm -hmm. One of them involves like being bound on all your limbs and your neck. There are others. There's one where you have to put these masks, where you put this mask on, but it has these um, these spikes in the eye holes. That so that when you put it on, it's gonna poke your eyes out, basically. Mm. So um, all these sorts of crazy rituals that that they believe they had to do in order to you know prevent gates from opening, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And so this sort of trend of rituals carries on throughout the rest of the series, which was made me really really interested into uh, like you know playing the game more. Like oh I, I gotta do more. I gotta I gotta find out more. But we didn't talk about the most important part. Why is this in this subgenre? So in most horror games, you kind of have to use use some kind of weapon to kind of push to uh, to stave off the enemies. In this game, you use a camera. Mm-hmm. And you take pictures of the ghosts mm-hmm. to exorcise them. Mm-hmm. But you don't use any kind of camera. This is a very specific kind of camera. Camera obscura. Camera, yeah, camera obscura, yeah. which allows you, like when you take a picture of it, it allows you to exorcise the spirit, like, bit by bit basically it doesn't like kill them outright but it just makes them go away for for a little bit mm-hmm. and in order to land a good picture to do the most amount of damage they have to be like pretty much right in your face and you can take like the most scariest freakiest looking moments <laughs> with those and then um the thing is you have to do a headshot right like you have to take a picture of like their face and there's a monster there's a ghost in the game that has her neck broken so when she approaches you her neck is like behind her body. Or her, her face is behind her body. So when she approaches you, you can't take a picture of her until she goes, gets up to you and flips around. And that concept just like, like flew me off. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know if I can do this game. Yeah. And then, and then there's, okay, I don't usually cower in fear against a lot of things. <laughs> but there's one particular ghost enemy that makes me cringe every single time I see it. Um, and all it is, is just like this floating head ghost lady that's it it's, it's just a floating head of a ghost lady you know but that still freaks me out to this day <laughs> like i can't i have a hard time taking a picture of that i was like i don't know why but i just couldn't do it of all the ghosts i've encountered in the fatal frame series like that's the only ones that that still gets me yeah. i'm like okay i can't mm. i can't you're just <laughs> yeah it's like unattached from its body yeah like, like i if i could if i would if i wasn't playing a game i would cower in fear yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah um yeah, it was just it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So basically, Fatal Frame just has all these stories. Yeah, and and you know, it's it's different from like other horror video games at that time because you know this is kind of around the time where like you know Resident Evil came out and stuff like that. And Resident mm-hmm. Evil is another very very uh, famous uh, horror video game. I mean, it's 
horror, but also action because you play these people who have like military experience in, and you're using yeah. guns to shoot zombies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the sort of camera angles are all the same where like they're like fixed cameras and you are essentially like weaving your character through these fixed cameras and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the thing about fixed camera perspectives in video games is that like you're essentially forced to see what the camera wants you to see. You know, like, mm -hmm. like you can't change that. And again, it's, it goes back to this idea that like horror films like force us to look at things and to watch things that, you know, that, that we usually turn away from or we, we, we turn our, our eyes from, you know, because we don't want to see it. We choose not mm -hmm. to see it. So, yeah. And, and you in this game, you're essentially playing this little girl who is like really, really like helpless. But she just and then the only thing she has to defend herself is this camera. And so I think it's just super, it's like counter to like all the other horror video games that, that were coming out where like you're fighting these monsters or, or zombies or spirits or whatever, but then you have these like giant guns to help you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then in Fatal Frame, you have this tiny camera that mm -hmm. supposedly, you know, um, yeah. exercises and does damage to ghosts and yeah. stuff. You ain't no Ghostbuster. You just got a camera. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Fatal Frame. If you're not too familiar with it, um, you can always watch gameplay videos of it because it's a relatively old franchise. You can find gameplay of it on YouTube for mm -hmm. sure. Or, and there are many people out there who've done reviews on it, story stuff on it. So, if you're more interested in that aspect, go for it. Pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you want to do the honorable mention for the terror? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, last episode we talked about uh, the terror infamy, and we're also going to bring up terror infamy again because <laughs> there is a small little aspect of a character, the main character. He actually takes pictures. Yeah, he's a photographer. In terror infamy. Yeah, he's a photographer, mm -hmm. and uh, he starts taking pictures like at a funeral, and um, you kind of start to kind of see like you know when he develops it. Like the films don't come out right, mm -hmm. so kind of like Shutter. Yeah. Um. The 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 photos don't come out right, and so it's it's always like play on this idea as like is is this something is this paranormal phenomenon something that we can even capture? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it only something that we can see within our own eyes? Mm. In that case, then is it all just in our head, or is it or is it something we can actually feel and mm -hmm. experience? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's always like the play when it comes to um, these sorts of things, and that's why we wanted to do a topic on it. Yeah. All right. So that pretty much does it for this episode of the outside story join us again tomorrow where we will be talking about the subgenre scary sisters the two films we'll be talking about are a tale of two sisters released in 2003 and dearest sister which was a uh, a lao film released in 2016 thanks for tuning in and have a good one Bye.